Okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witch buster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. Yay. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. the basketball for Dallas. Lee defended. Dantich a long three. Won't go. Rebound and the game is over and the Suns have won it. And they stay there. Yeah. And they stay there. How does that feel right now, Basinonians? That is the question we ask you. The Suns. Oh, brothers. The Suns have won it. Ludacris going in on the verse because I've never been defeated and I won't stop now. Put your hands up, get him in the sky for the hundreds and they're making it down. Kind of feels good, does it not, on this beautiful game day Thursday? Does nobody else see Sarah Cazell in the update booth dancing to Ludacris? Ludacris oh. forever! <laughs> Young guy named Damian Lee with some huge hoops. Because all I do, all I, all I, all I, all I do is win, win, win. Wow. We got a mix. Here we go. Just do it, everybody, wherever you are. And the final is 107-105. The Suns, they do it with an amazing second half. And they stay there. And they stay there. And they stay there. All right, get ready to do this part. Oh, yeah, the up-down. I always miss the up-down. I always miss the up-down. Oh, that feels so good, baby. 107, 105. Taste it. I thought that was a, a DeAndre Hopkins hype video for a second, but it's... Uh, no, that's just that, what that's I needed. I'm telling you right now, that is good. Well, you said you needed coffee, so that's... Uh, that's like audio coffee right there. Yeah, that was that was fantastic. Um, almost as good as the game. Almost. Well, as good let's as, be clear. Almost as good as the second half of the game. Hey, listen, First that's what makes it even better. That's awful. what makes it better, though, Luke, to me. It makes it even better. So we debated this last week. What's the best way to beat Dallas in the home opener? Was it just blow them out, or was it lull them to sleep and then beat them right at the very end? And as it turns out, they actually did second option right there because they were down by 17 at halftime. Wolf, they didn't even look like they wanted to be there. Listen, honestly, um, to see an extension of Game 7, and that's what it was, literally looking that at it. That was eerie. <laughs> What? What? What is happening what here? What is going on? Why do you say that, Luke? What was the, What were the parallels this, you were seeing? This, this, okay, so a couple things. One, it felt a lot like the Cardinals in the opener after the way they lost to the Rams in the playoffs. That's what the first half of that game last <laughs> night felt like. And two, how many times have I heard people say, you know, momentum doesn't carry over from a Tuesday night game to a Wednesday night game? Well, then it shouldn't carry over for five and a half months either. But... The reason last night was so good is the Suns did in the second half what the Card the, the Suns had the second half the Cardinals haven't had yet, where they exercised some demons on the basketball court against Dallas. I think it had to be against Dallas, and all of a sudden they looked a lot more like the Suns. Now I have questions, and yeah. we'll get into those. But no. that's a big win last no night. No doubt about it, man. First of all, why did it look like Game Seven? Why did it look like Game Seven, ladies and gentlemen? Chris Paul didn't look like Chris Paul. That would be question number one. Uh, D.A. only played seven minutes and 20 seconds in the first half. A lot of Jock Landale in the first half. A lot of that. Campaign was off. 
Luka was on. The Mavs were draining threes, raining down threes. Did that look similar? Yes. The Suns' defense looked pathetic, frankly. 62 points in that first half, man. It looked like Game 7 all over again. Yeah, it did. And, you know, D.A., I thought, looked good early. And then he got three fouls. He was active. He He was three fouls. But, yes, he was. Rage meter. Where Ron Wolfley measures Aiton's anger. All right, gather on the transistor and press the ear right now. DeAndre Ayton in game number one. Game one, I say, the rage meter, 8.3. That's not bad. 8.3 for DeAndre Ayton. And the rage meter, I thought he played with force. I thought he played with force in the first half, and that was the problem. He got hit with fouls. That's <laughs> fine. We all he had three, it. and he's over on the bench. But you know what? I will take it. You know, I noted this on Twitter last night, and then a couple people were like, are you seriously going to care about this all season long? No, yeah. but his first points of the season were a dunk, and I liked that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to tweet You're... about every dunk or every two points he has this season, <laughs> but he started the season with a dunk. It's okay that I like that. What are you going to do? Are you going to read into that, Luke? Is that what you're going to do? You're going to go ahead and First of all, can I just say this? I love the way this show is starting right now. Dunk, 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 dunk. Um, just the energy right now is off. <laughs> it's just off the charts right now. But he did. He, I thought he played with force. And even even in the second half when he scored 14 points, by the way, he had four points in the first half. Played seven he minutes only had and 20 four points because he, he didn't play much in the first half. Sure. When he was playing, he was effective. Wolf, I will tell you, and I, take this however you want to take it, good or bad, if you're driving around. That game last night was a pretty strong indicator to me, and yes, it was one of 82, but it's not just the way D.A. played. It's the way some other guys on this team played. He's going to be more important to this team this year than ever because they don't look like a deep team, and I don't know that they have a point guard right now. Like I'm sure Chris Paul will be fine, right? Right? Yeah, I'm right? sure. Yes, what are you talking <laughs> well, about, Luke? Saying, it, Sit down it sure and looked shot like it. When, he, when D.A. wasn't on the floor last night, they looked horrible. When he was on the floor, he's not the only reason they came back. I mean, Devin Booker. Yeah. <laughs> Devin Booker looked yeah, like he Book sprayed his ankle, there. and then Luca went to help him up, and he's like, no, I'll just hobble. And then there was this dude named D. Lee, Damian Lee, walking around out there. Oh, my goodness. Damian, Damian Lee, Lee era has begun. What are you doing? <laughs> oh my goodness! Right now. Dame, how are you? We got our own Dame. Apparently, I look at um, it's one game. It's one game. You don't want to read too much. Uh, into, but we are into one game. Can I just enjoy it though? Can you just embrace it right now? What happened? Because I, I campaign, man, campaign. Campaign. Booker for the Suns. Booker pulls it out of three-point range. Now goes in the corner with it. Out to Payne for three. Suzanne! Cameron Payne. Campaign had a bad first half, man. And then all of a sudden he hit some big shots in the second half. Made a couple of big plays defensively. Monty left him in the game to finish the game. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, Monty, can I... Wait, so Somebody, then who does that mean was sitting at the end of the game? Right. Wolf? Monty, can I talk to you? Because oh. Chris Paul's right there. What? He's right there. What are you doing, Monty? Unbelievable. In the very first game against the Dallas Mavericks? Yeah. 
Look, I think the biggest takeaway from that game last night, because everything else, like even what I just said about D.A., I do kind of believe, but it's one game, so we got to see more of it. If Chris Paul comes out there and looks like Chris Paul, if the team shows a little more depth, if they don't look as weird as they did in the first half. And, I mean, there was a stretch there where Luka wasn't playing and Dallas was widening the lead. So DeAndre Ayton made a huge impact in that game last night, but the the, the real honest takeaway from that game, Wolf, is... To see them fight back. Oh. I mean, I had the thought, and, and I couldn't help but have the thought. I think probably a lot of people did in the second half. Okay, you're down by 17. They flashed that stat that in the last 10 quarters, they were a minus 77 as a team. Their last 10 quarters going into halftime. That last filled night. you with confidence, didn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yes, so I was like, ah, got him right where we want him. Uh, they pushed back in the third quarter in a big way last night. They didn't push back in the third quarter last year in Game 7. That was like my biggest frustration. Now they were down 30. It probably wouldn't have mattered. But last night, 17 points didn't seem insurmountable because they pushed back. Yes, here's the other thing, once again, why I love this so much. And not only because it was the Dallas Mavericks. Not only because the first half was an extension of Game 7. And then suddenly they came out and said, no more. This ends here. In the second half, this ends here. What I loved about it was not only did they overcome that 17-point deficit, they were down as much by 22. 22 points, as a matter of fact. Yep. They were down as much as 22 points. They came back, and and they cut it to like four points, five points, somewhere in there. And suddenly in the fourth quarter, it was 15 again. In the fourth, 15 again. <laughs> and it was 8.30. The 8.30 mark of the fourth quarter, Devin Booger said, you know what, I'm going to smolder in front of your face. And that's exactly what he did. Led this team, brought his team back. See the shots that I took, wet like a book. Did you not like the moment, though, where he looked like he <laughs> rolled his ankle? played so many bits in one segment. Segment? Did I say segment? It's a beautiful part it's of the like, Bronx. What, what did you just say, Luke? When Booker looked like he rolled his ankle and he's on the ground. I, I, I can't believe nobody else is talking about this. I totally saw And Luca came to help him up, and he's like, forget it. I'll just get up myself. Yeah. And then proceeded to go off. He waved off Monty. Yes. He waved off Monty, yes, but he, he also didn't take the help up from Luca and Because there was a moment there where it's like, okay, wait. Everything goes wrong in Valley Sports. Yeah. They're losing to Dallas, and Devin Booker looks hurt. Right. And mm. even when Luca hoisted that three up at the end of the game, where you kind of like, yeah, this is just going to go in and ruin everything. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't. And that what feels a like game. a turning point Seriously, in everybody's world. Game one. Let's read into that game one. Let's overreact. We'll do that in a little bit. But uh, right now, we're giving you the chance to win tickets to see undefeated international superstar Jake Paul. He takes on legendary UFC champion Anderson Silva at Desert Diamond Arena on Saturday, October 29th. Head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win when we come back. Oh, yeah, there's a football game in like seven hours. What are the keys for the Cardinals tonight against the Saints? It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Okay. when we have anything to celebrate in the world of sports in this city. We just lose it. Give us any, just give us a regular season win, please. Hey! Tunnel time is here. 
of the faint-hearted get in the back, if you don't mind. Yeah, that's right. Pass out the eye black right now. You're scared. You don't like tapping into the rage tree. It's all right. There's still a place for you on the bench. You'll be fine. Some of those that work forces draw the same that burns crosses. This is because of the DeAndre Hopkins hype video. Uh, I, <laughs> can I tell you right now, the D-Hop hype, that's a swag bag. He's swinging. He's, uh, look, that, I tell you, this team needs some swag, and they're going to get that in the form of DeAndre Hopkins tonight. If you don't believe me, if you don't remember DeAndre Hopkins, go look at his Twitter feed right now. But... They need more than just that <laughs> tonight against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Wolf Thursday night football. Um, you don't. I was just talking to somebody in the newsroom about this. You you don't ideally want to have your season hinging on a Thursday night game because anything goes in a Thursday night game, especially this one because both teams are missing half their rosters. But while we have a couple seconds here. What are you looking for as far as keys tonight? You know, honestly, I it's DeAndre Hopkins. It really is. Uh, this is something that I wrote about yesterday, of course. I think we're all looking for this, this huge return, and whether or not DeAndre Hopkins, what kind of impact he's going to have in terms of clarity that he might bring for Kyla Murray, clarity in regard to reading coverage, of course, clarity in regard to pre-snap read, what kind of clarity he might bring for Kyla Murray. And it's not just about throwing the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. It is not. Um, when this offense was rolling, when this offense was rolling in September of 2021, in October of 2021, when it was rolling, even in November 2021, for the most part, when you look at it, it was because of DeAndre Hopkins and the fact that Kyler Murray was spreading the ball all over the field. He wasn't just throwing the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. That's the part that really encourages me. That's the reason why I'm so excited to see what happens tonight. The um, the, the stretch of this season where everybody nationally starts looking at the Cardinals, <laughs> for better or for worse, really kind of starts tonight, Wolf, because you got this Thursday night game, there's nothing else. I mean, there's other sports, but I mean, if you're an NFL fan, you want to watch football, you've seen it. Watching Bears Commanders last week because it was Thursday night football. The Commanders. So Cardinals Saints tonight. Everybody's going to be focused on the Cardinals tonight. You're two and a half weeks away from Hard Knocks starting. Now would be a good time to turn things around with everybody watching. And it does. It starts with DeAndre Hopkins. But like you said, that doesn't mean he has 120 yards and two touchdowns. It can start with DeAndre Hopkins and the stats show up for other players. The problem is... Who are those other players right now in the passing game? Because Robbie Anderson at Sound, Josina, Josina Anderson tweeted out um, probably 10 to 15 plays for okay. Robbie Anderson. And then if it goes well, they'll put him out there more. Okay. <laughs> uh, obviously. I would hope this is not, this is not the uh, L.A. Dodgers management yes. here. If things are going well, you don't bench a guy. But it's... Um, it's kind of touch and go right now opposite DeAndre Hopkins. Sure. Is it going to be a situation where, um, you know, this is gamesmanship as well, where you're 10 to 15 plays and suddenly he's out there 40? I'm just saying. It could be. You know, who, who knows? Unless he's um, running backwards. I do know, once again, yeah, pick your spots. That would be good enough right there, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, the Saints don't have Marshawn Lattimore. That's a big deal. 
That is a big deal right there because I'm wondering who's going to line up over DeAndre Hopkins and whether or not whoever that person is, that they'll go ahead and shadow him or not. Maybe they're going to try to take him away. And this is where, again, they're going to play a lot of zone maybe. This is not what they typically do. Dennis Allen is a big man guy. But at the same time, maybe they play some zone to play that safety over the top, uh, a two-deep shell. Hey, listen, if you, if an offense or a defense gives you a two-deep shell, Luke, you got to run the ball. Good. You got to run the ball against that two deep shot. I don't even care where the running back is, then do it because I don't understand how, if you're the Saints, you don't do that because you don't have Marshawn Lattimore. So it's hard enough to cover DeAndre Hopkins, who, again, I will just throw this reminder out there, is not working his way back from injury. He's been fine. It's right. a suspension. So it's not like, oh, let's see if D Hop can make cuts on, on his routes. No, he's fine. So here yeah, we Steve go. Hop, one hundred percent. Is he one hundred percent? He's body, the only guy on the field that's one hundred percent. He is one hundred percent. You can never be one hundred and ten percent. Don't ever say that, Basinoni. He's ever. He, you can only be one hundred percent. One hundred percent of you. That's all you can be. Period. You have nothing more to give, but you have to find that one hundred percent. Having said that, once again, D Hop is going to be one hundred percent. When it comes to his health, I ready feel like to go. We we fit 110 percent of the audio we had in that first segment. I mean, that was <laughs> just that was you different. can't. It's such a ridiculous notion. Uh, here's DeAndre Hopkins. Yesterday, they asked him, "Okay, can an offense just flip a switch like this?" Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I mean, obviously, one person can't go out there and win the game, but uh, it does help having someone like myself out there um, who can dictate a lot and uh, you know dictate how defenses you know play us. Look, we'll see how this plays out, Wolf. But I like that DeAndre Hopkins is not shying away from his the impact he has. That's a good answer. You've got a hype video. He's not like, well, <laughs> I'm going to ease into this and see how it goes. Does anyone, honestly, when it comes to his tangibles, not his intangibles, when it comes to D-Hop and his tangibles right now, does anyone question whether or not he is going to physically be ready to go and look like DeAndre Hopkins? Because the for me, I don't. Can they get him the ball? That's the exactly only right. Can okay. they get him the ball? And that comes down to the protection scheme. That comes down to Kyler Murray throwing the ball. Can they get him the ball? I, I expect DeAndre Hopkins, I, I don't know. Uh, okay, I know he hasn't played in a long, long time in a game. This is a grizzled veteran. He knows this game in and out. This is not his first rodeo by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I expect D-Hop to go out there and look like D-Hop. If I said Play the over, over under, I'll get him the ball. At uh, I'm trying to find uh, like is is 14 targets? Is that too much? I would just be throwing to him on every passing play until they can cover him. Who do they have that can cover him? Yeah, I you know I don't know, but again, they can take they can really work hard in that secondary to take away one receiver playing in and out, playing high low over the top of them, right? I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can do to try to take away one guy, and that's what clears up a lot of it. For Kyler, the fact that you're going to try to take away DeAndre Hopkins. And if you're not going to take him away, you know what I'm going to do? This is what I, 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 I mean this seriously. Oh, look, they're not playing a safety over the top of DeAndre Hopkins. Fade. <laughs> right down. They do like fade. to throw the fade. Throw it up. 
This 50-50 ball stuff is 80-20 with D-Hop. I'm going to set it's I'm going to set it that might be even a, an underestimation. Um I'm going to set it at 11 and a half for targets because honestly Wolf, you need a this is the one thing I don't want to see tonight. You have to win this game. So if if throwing to DeAndre Hopkins works, that doesn't mean we have to get cute and throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage to Rondale Moore to get him involved and we have to run a reverse Robbie Anderson to show who we just got and we're going to have Zach Ertz play quarterback. No. If DeAndre Hopkins is open on every play, throw to him 80 times tonight. Yeah. And if he isn't, then just hand off. Like, let's just keep this real simple. Right. It's Thursday night. You have to win the game. You don't get style points. I don't think any Cardinals fan's going to be upset how they won tomorrow if they win. Right. You know what I want? I'm going to make a request right here. Bulls okay. on parade. <laughs> right? Bulls on parade. Okay, yes. Next or just whenever? Yeah. You want to be surprised at some point in the show? Right. I'm just saying. Okay. Bulls on parade. That's your typical Thursday okay. request right there. All right. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back with the game on the line last night. Uh, where was Chris Paul? We'll react to that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hey, everybody, what do you say we go play a football game? Bring your bloody hands. <laughs> Cut them all off. What are you going to do, man? Wear like a badge. Do you know what a blur badge is? Do you know what a blur badge is? This thing about guys throwing cards at their hands. No, you know, two parts dirt, one part blood mix. Put it on your jersey and let it stand for 30 seconds. You should not have a Break show. It. We rally around the family. It's officially a rage day here. Um, yes, it is. Here we go. What do you want to talk about right now, Luke? That's the question I'm asking Actually, you. Not football, basketball. Okay, great. I want to ask. I want to figure out what exactly happened at the end of the game last night, both good and bad. Good in the moment, great in the moment. Damian Lee steps in and hits basically the game-winning shot. Okay, that's Dude, awesome. Lee. Campaign out there getting huge minutes. All right, well, Campaign needs to he needs to play like he did in the second half last night for full games. Uh, but conspicuously absent from the end of this game, Wolf, and he's not hurt as far as we know, Chris Paul. Hmm. Chris Paul, who is like Mr. Clutch Time. Chris Paul on the bench, though, and, and he wasn't really having a good game. He had six points. He... He he didn't look much different than last year, honestly, the end of last year. We'll get into that in a second. But here's Monty Williams on why he left CP3 on the bench, which in itself is not an easy thing to do to tell Chris Paul you got to sit. Well, that's normally where I take him out anyway. So I usually give him a three-minute break, and then I bring him in to close. Um, that, that's been the rotation for us. But camp came in, we had like a a good rhythm, and I just felt like it was – the move to just stay with Cam, you know, um, and Chris was engaged and telling guys, you know, it was almost like he was out there, but it was really his time to come out. I tried to get him out around the seven, six and give him a, about three minutes rest and then have him come in and close. Uh, Cam did such a good job uh, with that group. That group as a whole was pretty good on both ends, and so I just rolled with it. Yeah, look, Chris Paul sitting when he usually sits was not the story. It's at a certain point, you're like, hey, they're doing this, and I don't see Chris Paul out there. Chris mm. Paul never came back. Here's more from money. No, I, I had no, I'm always open-minded um, in those situations, and I think, you know, as much as 
you want to have Chris out there. I know Chris wants to win. Um, but when I took him out, my plan was to get him back in at three. But then the game was going in a good way. And Cam was playing well, so I didn't want to take him out. So it wasn't, I didn't think it was that big of a decision. But I guess it is because it's Chris. <laughs> Frying pan to the face. That's what it was right there. A frying pan to the face as you were watching that. It was like, Monty, 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 do you know Chris Paul yeah, sitting it, down it was there? Like, hey, Monty, Chris, wait, they just scored again. But Monty, hold on. Like, Damian Lee's Michael Jordan. Now. It was like, ding, right in the face. Like, what, Monty, this guy was one of the best clutch. Well, this guy is one of the best clutch time players ever. He just in was the history last of the year, NBA. too. It's not just like we're going back 15 years. What are we doing? <laughs> what are you doing, good, man? Though I say good. No, there's no more egos. It's time to start winning in this city. There's no more I, like, well, but we got to win it with Chris. Like this is, I will say this, Wolf, watching that game last <laughs> night, and even kind of like the last few weeks around this team, we all, and I was part of this too. We're like, okay, well, how's Da going to respond to this off season? How's Cam Johnson going to respond? You know who has who has shown the most noticeable response so far is Monty Williams. To me, Monty Williams is just no-nonsense Monty now. He's like, okay, DA, yeah, I don't need to coddle you anymore. We'll talk like we normally, like, but I don't need to go with the extra mile for you. You're a max player. Get out there. Oh, Chris Paul, you know what? Uh, we're going to win the game if I sit you on the bench. So even though you're a Hall of Famer, you're sitting the rest of this game. We right. can win. Yeah. No nonsense, Monty Williams. No. I kind of like it. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's a good observation by you right there, Luke. That is, That might be your finest hour. That's a matter of fact. I'm going right to leave now, actually. That is, <laughs> that is an excellent observation by you. Okay, so my first reaction was, frying pan to the face. Wow. Um, my second reaction was this. Chris Paul handled this like a true professional yep. and supported his teammates and his coach throughout. Uh, that, to me, I, I'm sorry. We're talking about one of the greatest basketball players, one of the greatest point guards in the history of the game, and for my money, I'm going to call him the greatest point guard in the history of the game. Okay? No, Good. I'm not going to... Go ahead. To, hit, hit me with a frying pan if no, that's what you want me to do. I'm, I'm all or that's pans. what you want to do. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> but for me, um, the, the fact that he handled it, as good as he has been in crunch time, clutch time. Okay, so I have conflicting emotions on this. Okay? What? Because not what you're saying, but what, where I'm going to take this. <laughs> How dare you? No, no. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I would, I would not dare cross you on a rage day. <laughs> That game last night and the fact that it was against Dallas, wasn't it kind of eerily like what people were wondering why it didn't happen in the playoffs last year? There's probably a better way to say that sentence. But last year against Dallas in the playoffs, it was like Chris Paul doesn't have it. You need to sit him. But they didn't have anybody to go to. And and so the thought was, are you afraid to sit Chris Paul? Or is it do you not have somebody to go to? And so last night, opening the season against the same team that humiliated you and you're down by 17 at halftime, they sat Chris Paul. This was a grudge game. This was a grudge game right here. And this is, okay, I guess we're playing for Yeah, Keats. Devin Booker was like, was. oh, it's one of 82 until he got out there. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah, no fooling, yeah. Buck. What are you <laughs> doing right now? Um, listen, here's the other thing. Uh, not only the frying pan of the face, not only Chris Paul handled this like a true stud professional, the professional that he is, but it also was, man, this is going to give campaign so much confidence going forward. Mm. Interesting you say that because I have a Devin Booker clip on that very thought. I mean, it's all confidence. That's what this game's about. You know, you, you go through phases. Um, you go through situations. You know, it's not easy for everybody. That's why it's the NBA. Um, you know, it's the, the highest level of basketball in the world. Um, 
You know, so you just have to have the resilience to just keep going. And that's what our team has, and that's what campaign is. You know, we, we just have a bunch of fighters no matter the situation. Confidence is the currency of competition. It is. They didn't have campaign to go to last year because he wasn't he w- he wasn't good enough in the playoffs last year. He wasn't campaign from the year before or campaign of the second half of last night's game. But this is why I said I was conflicted, Wolf. It's the right move. It's Chris Paul handled it the right way. Campaign stepped up the right way, and it resulted in a win too. It's not like a bunch yeah, of moral victories; it's right. an actual win. But uh, why did they have to do that? What, what's up with Chris Paul? Just uh, yeah, going you know, on? I wondered. Uh, we all did, right? Watching it, what is going on here? Um, but again, for campaign, I, I want to focus on that right now because I'm not worried about CP. Not worried about Chris Paul. This guy is a consummate professional. He's going to get this thing right. And he's going to support his teammates in the process. That, to me, I'm all fired up about. But this right here, um, Monty showed that he believed in campaign. The team counted on him to play winning basketball in a grudge game. And he delivered. How far will that carry him? I don't know, Basin Orleans, but after last season, campaign just got off to a good start. And that sure beats the alternative. Well, that's the, you hit it right there, especially after last season, because as much as we were all looking like, okay, what's up with Chris Paul? Why can't they do something else? How do you think campaign felt last season of like, they don't even trust me to go in for this guy, and he doesn't look like himself? Think about it. All right, we come back. Who's going to swing tonight's Thursday night football game for better or worse? Week 7 edition of Fulcrum Football is next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona's sports. It's part of the NFL. It's not easy. It's not easy to win in the NFL. Everybody want to win. Who or what is the tipping point? That's going to be key to our success. This is Fulcrum Football with Wolf and Luke. As if we needed the jolt of energy that Fulcrum Football provides each week. Wolf, here it is, though, on a Thursday, because there's a game tonight. Well, there it is. Oh, look, I won. All right, so here's the uh, here's the rules, all right? In case you're new to Fulcrum Football, you only listen on Thursdays for some reason. We're not picking the best players necessarily from the game tonight, Wolf. We're picking the players most likely to swing this game. It can be either team. It can be for good or bad. Um, and it can involve a quarterback, but we usually frown upon it, okay? Yes. So here we go. I got the first pick, one coin flip. Okay, player most likely to swing tonight's game. I'm going to take, oh, I don't know, DeAndre Hopkins. Get your popcorn ready. <laughs> DeHop. Luke! Back in the lineup for the Arizona Cardinals, what kind of impact will they have? Why do you take no? Uh, because it feels like the entire season hinges on DeAndre Hopkins. And I don't just mean tonight, although unfortunately they're not 3-3 three and three or better. They're 2-4, and four, so a lot of it does hinge on tonight. I'm not going to look at this game tonight, Wolf. I'm going to tell you right now, when I come in here tomorrow and say, like, well, the offense doesn't look fixed, so Hopkins doesn't make a difference if it doesn't look fixed. It's one game, short week, and there's the other weapons at receiver kind of banged up right now. But if the offense does magically look better tonight, aren't we all going to say it's because of DeAndre Hopkins? Pretty much. But that's the reason why I'm going to break the rules of Fulcrum football. And I'm going to go with a quarterback, and that quarterback is going to be Kyler Murray. It's my team. It's my quarterback. (laughs) That is my quarterback. Kyler Murray right now, because D-Hop is back out on the field, because this offense has been struggling mightily, one might say, 
Um, Kyler Murray has got to go out and play his best game so far this season, and I fully expect him to go out and look like a different quarterback. I do. Maybe that's a little myopic on my part, but just going back to D-Hop and the impact D-Hop has, this game offensively for the Arizona Cardinals is truly about D-Hop and Kyler Murray and the impact that has on the total scheme offensively of the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray, I'm breaking the rules once again and going with a quarterback, but my first fulcrum football player is Kyler Murray. It's unheard of. I believe the only times in the history of fulcrum football that a quarterback has been taken is when the Cardinals have played the Rams, and I believe all three times the Cardinals played the Rams last year, you took a quarterback. So this is, that shows how big this game is tonight. Now, Wolf, I'm going to go to the other side of the football. I'm going to stick with the Cardinals, though, because I'm looking at a Thursday night football game a lot of times, unless it's like the first Thursday night game of the season. These are not beautiful offensive showcases where the final score is 35 to 31, and both offenses are just humming along. Usually these are kind of ugly, lower scoring, closer games. So I'm looking at ways the Saints can score, especially through the air, and I really only see through the air Chris Olave. So I'm going to go with Byron Murphy. Hello, everybody! <laughs> Hello look, with Byron Murphy. If Byron Murphy can Byron Murphy. take the rookie, walk him off the field and say, you know what, you can go ahead and play next week, whatever, we'll just we'll sit over here, you're not doing anything, makes the Saints extremely one-dimensional with no Michael Thomas or Jarvis Landry. Boy. And we don't even, I guess Andy Dalton's the quarterback, maybe it's Jameis, I don't, they don't really have a quarterback right now yeah. either. Man, you know what? That's that's an excellent pick by you. Thank I'm a little you. jealous, as Good. a matter of that's fact. Right. Okay, um, my second fulcrum football player's got to be DJ Humphreys. Yeah, DJ Humphreys, because listen, to Kyler Murray, of course, is my first pick for my fulcrum football player. He's going to need protection. He's going to need protection. It's not like the New Orleans Saints are great in terms of getting after a quarterback. They're basically right in the middle of the pack for the most part. But there is one player in particular that is great at getting at a quarterback, and his name is Cameron Jordan. Really, really good. Cam Jordan is a guy who can get after the quarterback. He's got three and a half sacks right now. DJ Humphreys has got to get Kyler's back. Literally get his back. Give him that good pocket for him to step up in and throw in and not be harassed by Cameron Jordan. So I'm going to take DJ Humphreys as my second fulcrum football player. Yeah, it's a good point. Even with DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler's going to have to have a little time to throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. And with, what, 40% of the offensive line missing, that gets a little bit tougher. All right, Wolf, I'm going to go to the other team on this one, and I'm going to take the guy who I think really is the most likely to score most of, if not all of, the Saints' points tonight, or at least generate their offense. Uh, I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara. Carry on. That's a good one. Um, And I say this in the sense of if the Cardinals stop him, I think they win the game. If the Cardinals stop him in the offense, look, if the offense does what it did last week, then none of this matters. If the Cardinals go out and get a couple where they get nine points, it was a field goal and a missed extra point and a defensive touchdown. If the Cardinals offense doesn't get in the end zone, none of this matters. But I'm assuming they will at least a couple times. And uh, at that point, if you stop Alvin Kamara, you win the game. Well, that's a good one right there. Okay, my third fulcrum football player has got to be Zach Ertz. Didn't see that. Zach Ertz. Okay, there. It's a little late right there. Zach, that's all I'm saying. 
Okay, Zach Ertz. Why do I say Zach Ertz? Well, you know what? Honestly, um, if in fact Kyler Murray is clicking with DeAndre Hopkins once again, and when I say that, I'm not talking about targeting him 20 times in the game. I'm not talking about 10 receptions, 120 yards, and two touchdowns for DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about more like, oh, I don't know, maybe 12 targets, maybe eight receptions, nine receptions, somewhere in that vicinity for 86 yards and a touchdown. And then Kyler Murray spreading the ball to everybody else. And everybody else includes Zach Ertz. Because a lot of attention is going to be on D-Hop tonight. A lot of attention from the New Orleans Saints and Dennis Allen. A defensive-minded head coach is going to be on D-Hop and taking him away from Kyler Murray. Hello, Zach Ertz. Not hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, Zach Ertz. He's my third fulcrum football player. I, I hate that because that's a good pick. And and he really is, when you're looking at guys that can impact the game because of DeAndre Hopkins drawing attention to him, everybody else in the Cardinals passing game right now, I feel like is a question mark, aren't they? Robbie Anderson, question mark. Rondale Moore, question mark. Yes. Greg, Greg Dortch, I think, actually has a question mark in his name now because nobody knows why he's not playing or seeing the ball after what he did the first few weeks. All right, I'm going to go with uh, my fourth pick here. Wolf, let's stick with the Saints. This is the only other guy. I don't want any weirdness in this game. It's Thursday Greg, night, I fear oh no. I fear we're getting oh, some weirdness. This is good. And, uh, this is good, and I, you know, Even if the Cardinals kind of get things going a little bit, New Orleans has that wild card who has five rushing touchdowns this season somehow, even though he's a quarterback and a tight end and a, well, I don't even know what else. I'm going to go with Taysom Hill. Da, 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 da. <laughs> just did that for a fact. Okay, Taysom Hill. Yes, okay, Taysom Hill. that's good right there. I didn't think you were going to go there. Where'd you think I, I was think going? Were, oh, you know where? That's why I'm just going to have to do this right okay, now. Okay, do it. Um, okay, my fourth and final, I believe, football player. Not football player, fulcrum football player. Tyron Matthew. Nothing can stop the honey badger when it's hungry. <laughs> okay, great. Yes. I mean, honestly, Tyron, Tyron Matthew. The honey badgers are just crazy. Um, Tyron Matthew, the respect, the love that we all have for him. It cannot be measured with human hands. We all know what kind of football player he is. This is a guy that uh, is going to be lurking over the middle of the field. He's got the only interception the New Orleans Saints have in 2022. The only reception. <laughs> okay, they have one interception. He's got the only interception of 2022. Um, that's Tyron Matthew, and the only guy who could mess this up in a big way is Tyron Matthew. So he's my fourth Fulgrim football player. All right, I'm just going to say this since you said mess things up in a big way. I would have actually, for the first time in Fulcrum football history, Wolf drafted the Cardinals kicker. But I don't know who it is. <laughs> so I, I couldn't take the Cardinals kicker. Um, you have Kyler Murray, DJ Humphrey, Zach Ertz, and the Honey Badger. Yeah. Uh, that's not a bad group. I have uh, D Hop, Byron Murphy, Alvin Kamara, and Taysom Hill. Beat the Saints! Yay! <laughs> And on that note, we're going to break. All right. How much does tonight's Cardinals-Saints game potentially swing the season? (laughs) And is Cliff going to be calling the plays after this one? We'll ask 15-year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander with the lowdown next on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.